guess I'm on Facebook Live. I've never been on Facebook Live before. Um, Charlie and Chelia were also supposed to be here with me, but since Facebook Live isn't working, we are all on Zoom, which the information is on my Facebook page. So feel free to check that out and come see us all on Zoom. Um, but for now, uh, you all will see me on uh, Facebook Live and hopefully hear, hear the other side of this conversation too if you stay there. Okay, cool. So are we ready to start? I'm so excited. <laughs> How are you doing, Charlie? I'm just peachy keen today, yes. Yeah, you're feeling refreshed? Yeah, today's a good day. Um, Scott and I did a late night yoga class in the second bedroom. It's become like what we do every night. We have a routine and it just, it's good. Oh, nice. What kind of yoga is it? We found this woman on YouTube named Sarah Beth. And I think I'm, we're her number one fans now. And we've done like every, every yoga video she's ever made. Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, but it's really fun. We light a bunch of candles and incense and it's, it's really nice. Oh, that's soothing, huh? Yeah. Especially at nighttime. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This is like definitely something playful that I was inspired to do after. Um, and if everybody on could mute their screens, that would be great. Uh, except for Charlie. <laughs> um, after a talk I did last week with Brion Davis, who's a friend of mine, he's an actor, uh, director, teacher, really cutting edge thinker. And we just had this really powerful conversation about what this time is like and, and mm -hmm. how we're spending our time right now. We got into all kinds of time travel and spirituality and wildness. And so it just inspired me to think like, there is a lot to talk about right now. Like the, yeah, the conversations with friends and collaborators, um, it's really deep right now, it feels like. Yeah. And so artists are great channels for, for kind of breaking it down, you know? Um, and so I had this theme come to mind in a dream that's called light up from the inside or light up inside, which mm -hmm. is metaphorical, but also not because it's, it's lighting up from the inside of our being, like what literally lights you up. But then also, if we're blessed enough to have a home where we're inside our homes right now, how are we lighting up our space and, and lighting yeah. up during this time? So can you talk to me a little bit about lighting up on the inside for you and what that means to you? I see you as a light, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and just to give a little background, Charlie came and sang at an opening in Venice, Italy that I had where I curated an exhibit called Humanizing the Icon in honor of Mary Pickford and Old Hollywood and New Hollywood. Um, and I was really blown away by your aura and your voice. Thank you. So light up inside. What's it mean to you, girl? <laughs> well, um, so I feel like I'm just completely in my element right now in this quarantine, which seems like kind of a weird messed up thing to say because this is essentially a tragedy for a lot of people. And um, when my heart's not heavy feeling like the sadness of what a lot of people are probably going through right now, I feel like this is the most refreshing, um, awesome experience of my life. 
Um, <clears throat> I think it's doing so many things for us as a society. Also, I don't know enough about this to speak on it. You probably know more, but Saturn is entering into Aquarius, which is like hasn't happened in 30 years. And that happened in late March. And it's, it's so parallel with what's happening um, because of the, the virus. Um, anyways, okay, let's see, lighting up on the inside. Um, I'm a natural, I think just be, being uh, isolated right now is so powerful for me. I love it. I love uh, just listening to the voice in my head, getting to spend quality time with my boyfriend and um, being creative. And then I think there's also this pressure that artists put on themselves right now where it's like, am I being as creative or as productive as I should? Because this is, this is essentially what all artists want so desperately is just time. Like mm -hmm. that's usually most of our excuse for why we're not further ahead is like, I didn't have time to learn it or whatever. And this is that time. And yet I think people are um, experiencing a lot of heaviness because of the energy. And so that doesn't always, that doesn't always create like a system that's very creative. Um, but all that said, this is uh, the lightness that I have found is in nature. Every day, Scott and I find a new secluded mountain to climb up. And just feeling the sun on our face and running and playing and, and playing tag and um, oh coming home and cooking with each other instead of going and buying a $50 dinner, you know, and then um, playing, playing guitar and writing together and joking together and staying up late. Um, I don't know. It's such a powerful time. So. And how well, is your, oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I had this epiphany last night. It's going to be so hard. I love epiphany. It's going to be really hard to say. Okay. So, um, this is, this sounds really ridiculous, but I used to spend so much money on like my nails or all these different things that I've obviously let my nails grow out and I cut them all off. And, and I started realizing last night in the shower that I used to live a very expensive life with all these things that I don't need, I don't need them. And I'm learning to do them on, on my own at home. And so Scott and I were talking and I was realizing that after this quarantine, our, our expenses in life might be so much lower. Like we're not going to spend all the money we used to on all these different things, but at the same time, our income will be lower. Like the economy has been hit. And so I think what it's done is it's created like, this situation where we need less and we get less and but what we get more of is time like we have more time with the people that matter i don't know if that makes sense it's yeah it makes a lot about. of sense it's like a beautiful time to be introspective and evaluate where um there's excess and how do yeah. we just trim the fat um and let it go are we still on yeah but somebody's screen took over Oh, okay. okay. Well, we'll just keep talking. Okay. <laughs> and anyone on Facebook that wants to join us on Zoom, this is where you can see all of us. Um, We're visiting somebody's screen. Yeah. Oh, I need to introduce Chelio too. I'm okay. I'm ready yes. for that intro. Um, yeah, I don't know. Someone's screen definitely took over and we see everything that they're doing. Okay, so Chelio, I'm glad we waited till we had more people on. This is really exciting. Um, is an artist that I met at an Art of Elysium dinner um, a while ago in LA. 
and he um, is a he channels he he transforms energy into drawings with a fountain pen and to me it's so multi-dimensional and has so much depth and is kind of shocking that it's just a pen um, and he did a piece for Mary Pickford and for me for an opening and he is actually going to transform the vibration of this talk into an original piece of art wow. <clears throat> and we talked about hair my hair is like taking over uh, <laughs> during during quarantine um, okay so as an artist would you say you're you're a singer songwriter performer photographer i mean you do so many things thanks yeah Are you doing them all right now Yes, I, I really am. I've never felt so, so inspired and so creative and so excited. Um, so obviously I'm limited with what I can do, but it's really cool because it's teaching me. I started learning how to record myself at home, which is something I never used to do. I, I always would work with producers. And um, <clears throat> I'm doing a lot of video stuff with Scott. It's, of course, we're just isolated, the both of us, but we go out and shoot a lot of really cool stuff um, just in the wilderness or wherever we can find. And then I started a photography uh, project that I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's really cool. It's called Connecting in Quarantine. Connecting in Quarantine, okay. Yeah. And I so it as creative in quarantine. It's kind of, it's kind of both, but yeah, it's um, it started because I really wanted to see my parents, but I know that I can't, so I just asked them to look at their window and let me let me just say hi, and I took their portrait. And I, I loved Everyone it. Everyone, so make sure they're muted. Sorry for interrupting, Charlie. No it's worries. Charlie. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Charlie. Yeah. So um. So your so parents. I, I took my parents' portrait, and it, it was really beautiful. And so I started this kind of thing with Scott where we're going around to our closest friends and family and also artists that we really love to take their portrait through their window um, as to not break any social distancing rules. But this, the photos that we've gotten are so beautiful and so powerful. And I think that Right now, it's our job as artists to be documenting this experience because mm -hmm. in 100 years, it will be our art that tells the story of what we're living through. We're living through the most phenomenally unique time. Mm -hmm. This is like unprecedented. And it's our responsibility to find a way to document it through, through our, our own lens. And so this photography project has been my lifesaver. I, I see a lot of people put on Instagram that they're like bored. I'm, <laughs> so not bored <laughs> like, yeah I, I'm so loving this yeah like we talked about the other day because you actually came and took my picture yeah um it's a very potent time it's definitely a time where um there's a lot of depth like you feel people's fears and their vulnerability and yeah. their natural beauty um yeah. really coming to the surface and to be able to capture that in any form is so powerful because as an artist, you're obviously, you can feel so much regardless of physical proximity. And, yeah. and a lot of people that don't consider themselves artists right now are tapping into those sensitivities. I mean, we are all artists yeah. in a way, in the way that we create our perceptions and design our realities and construct our lives. Like we are all creating. Yeah. Um, every single day and I think 
you bring up a great point that we can go into that, whether we operate as an artist in our daily life or not, this is a time to really just explore and, and be playful, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on, on like the larger picture of, of this situation. This is sort of on an evolutionary scale, like why this might be happening. Mm -hmm. I think that, that humans and our advancement with technology got to obviously a place where we were destructing the, the planet, you know, and we were, we kind of are, we're slowly becoming more of robots than humans. That was just kind of where we were going with our lives. And this whole thing boomeranged us back, in my opinion, like 50 years. Like we're kind of back in like the 1960s, 1950s of like, we're cooking at home, we're spending quality time, we're drawing, we're like learning instruments, we're reading books. I think that we got to a point where our attention spans, for me, my attention span was so limited, I couldn't even watch a full television show without checking my Instagram. And then also, we're doing so many things, we forgot how to focus. And I feel like I feel like Mother Earth or evolution or something kind of did this to sort of wipe away all the things that were medicating for us and um, really force us to like rediscover our existence as as human beings not as like robots or technologically advanced specimens but genuinely as just like human beings that can die really easily <clears throat> i think we forgot how easy we can die mm -hmm. created so many uh ways to avoid it and then like this virus comes in and it's it's something that doesn't discriminate about it doesn't matter how rich or how powerful or how anything you are and so i think it's like it's a really scary time, but it, like you said, it's also a really potent, um, amazing evolutionary time. So are you writing songs? Yeah, so I am writing, but I also am experiencing a little bit of a, of a block. And I had a really cool moment yesterday where I have sort of a, a slotchy um, relationship with God. It's not super defined for me. And it's something I've been looking more into and trying to understand better but i still don't have a definitive god that i pray or speak to but i'm open to the possibility that there is one and yesterday i spent five hours sitting on the couch with my guitar and like there was nothing in me there really was nothing coming out and i had this moment where i looked up and i was just like god use me like i i want to be a vessel to I want to empower other people. And Scott always says to me, when your art becomes about something bigger than you is when it'll actually resonate with people mm. more than it has. And I just, I still don't, I don't have massive clarity on that, that concept, but it's something that yesterday, I think I had a little breakthrough because yeah, the art wasn't happening for me on, on that, on that front. Mm. It is on the photo front. Like I sit here and I just like, Oh my God, looking at the photos I took of you, it makes me happy for days. Oh yeah, that's so powerful. Really cool. Yeah, I guess maybe when Scott's talking about like when your art is bigger than you, that's when it like really reverberates, you know, but I mean, it does no matter what, but maybe is he talking about ego? Like the sort of like those moments where that dissolves and you kind of yeah. get like lost in the creative process like you're not defined anymore it's like just coming through you 
you know? Yeah, yeah, probably. And I think there was a really awesome TED talk by the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, where she uh -huh. talked about how artists are just vessels. And it's like the universe or God sending these, these like little creative bouts of genius. And it's up to us to catch them, kind of. And it's that idea that she said, like, you're driving in the car and suddenly you get this idea. And you're like, no, 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 stay, stay, because you, you can't stop and write it down. But it's that idea that as artists, we're just vessels and, and God or the universe or whatever it is that you believe turns down these, these like moments of genius. And we either catch it or it passes by and then it lands to the next person. It's not yeah. that it disappears. It's that like someone else catches it. So beautiful. So sometimes when I'm writing music, I do notice that I'm like, that didn't come from me. There's no way. I can't even, I, I sometimes listen back to the whole voice recording to understand like, oh, how did that melody or that like, that lyric phrase even come? And it, it really wasn't from my brain alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely believe that. And that um, brings me to my next topic, which is something I'm exploring creatively as an artist and filmmaker. Um, and we're calling it humanizing the icon, which is uh, kind of started with that exhibit that you came and performed at. This exploration of, you know, finding the the human inside the icon and and the icon inside the human. Yeah. What is icon to you, and how do you sort of separate you as Charlie or you as this girl living your life with you as the performer? as the medium or as the artist like do you do you see them as different roles oh that's interesting but what um, is icon to you first well i think icon is actually for some reason a hilarious word to me right now because every time scott does something good at the house he says that he should receive an icon award he's like I'm the icon. <laughs> um, like but icon to me is basically just a human that we in our head have decided is larger than life so like, can i can you pause for one second sure. okay people on facebook are asking sorry um so this is Charlie Taylor. She is a singer, songwriter, um, sang in Venice where I had an opening. And if you look at my Facebook page, you can find the Zoom information and you can come on Zoom and you can see her as well. And Chelio, the artist who's channeling this conversation into a live talk, it's supposed to be on Facebook Live. Facebook Live isn't working. So um, I'll stay on for a little bit longer, but feel free to... Um, join on zoom okay thank you okay so icon award to scott <laughs> yes. yeah whenever he cooks a dinner he's like oh i'm the ia icon award something like this um no but icon is just i think it's just a, a that we view as larger than life they're not like a human necessarily they're they're um and I think every time you, you meet someone who's famous, you kind of have that like moment where you, you forget that they're a human. And then like, <laughs> yeah. after the first 10 minutes of talking to them, it's almost like this bizarre revolution, revelation. You're like, oh my God, you're just like me. Like as if mm. perhaps you weren't. <laughs> um, but I don't identify as an icon by any stretch. And even when I'm performing, I don't necessarily feel a disconnect. Um, the thing about me is I'm wildly candid. So it's sort of like, it's pretty, it's pretty consistent. Like if you came to my house, I would be the same person as you would see on stage. Um, but 
but then at the same time, you start as an artist, you start doing things where your platform becomes slightly larger, and then you realize it's actually your responsibility not to necessarily focus on your art, but to focus on like how your art is affecting other people. Mm-hmm. And and even for me on on a small scale, like when I get messages from people out there who are non-singers who are like singing my songs in in private and they send me like a cover of them singing it and those are words and melodies that didn't exist before the night that I wrote them and now some other human being in the world is singing those words it's like that gives me so many chills and that that to me feels like as iconic as it as anything you know so it's the song yeah like that's something that I've been exploring um is as we, if everybody besides Charlie could mute their that would be amazing, uh, Amy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, like, what are we seeking when we look to the icon? I kind of think, you know, is love the icon? Is connection the icon? You know, are we are we putting people up on pedestals in order to connect in a way that we don't necessarily realize we carry that within how do we do right. dance between leadership and and admiration and something that's actually dangerous and destructive because right. there is a separation between icon and the person in the way that we've constructed it as a collective yeah like jesus christ you know (laughs) right right exactly no i heard was really i heard from someone that knew him (laughs) that he was really just a hippie who learned how to meditate in india (laughs) (laughs) sorry i don't mean to offend anybody (laughs) Um, well okay that's interesting now okay what if what if the reason that we um create icon we make somebody an icon is actually a defense mechanism to believe that there's something larger than like than our life as it is so we see a celebrity or an artist or someone that we idolize and it's a weird thing as humans that we want to believe there's something larger on earth than like what we're living but the reality is that there's not like the you know I don't know. I've noticed that recently with Scott is in moments where I just feel truly, purely happy. I'm like no amount of fame or money or, um, I don't know anything really, no platform for my art would ever equate to this just like intimate moment of genuine happiness and understanding. And so I think in a weird way, we idolize people to distract ourselves from our, our own, like our own ecosystem of our life. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a weird, that's kind of a weird thought, but. Um, no, it's not weird at all. I think like. I don't know. I've met a lot of people that, uh, that were to me just like so famous. It was like an overwhelming moment to meet them. And only in the first five, 10 minutes, an hour, I realized I'm like, you're almost let down. Like you're like, oh, that that's it and not that they're not amazing just that you're like oh that's it I expected something otherworldly or like mystical or but you're just a human being 
Mm-hmm. And you would think that that would only have to happen to somebody once for them to like make that connection and not have that happen each time you then meet your um, icons. But it, it does happen each time. I do believe there's like a child in all of us that wants to believe like the Disney princess. And it's this magical, um, exciting distraction from our otherwise mundane existence. But our, <laughs> our existence isn't mundane. That's no. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, yeah, I think there's a way to turn that on its head, you know, to where, again, it's like, okay, it's not fame, right? That's really the icon. It's the, it's, there's like an aura or a a feeling. It's the, and it's not always positive either. There's like the iconic perpetrator, the iconic virus at this stage. Like it's- iconic is something like you said larger than life right but it's not right it's of life and that's what you're saying is that there's nothing larger than life oh i i have an idea okay so jen let's say you're in, you're in my life they're they're separate we only have a couple of connecting common denominators so i have this whole ecosystem that i live in and you have yours but then there's um, somebody like Madonna, who you and I both can, can say we know and probably love and think is great or whatever. And so perhaps we idolize or we create an icon because that is our way of connecting with the larger, the, like with everyone, is that these few people that stand out are people that everyone can see. The way that if you're across the world from your loved one, sometimes you go outside to look at the the moon because it's that's the one thing that you both can see at the same time is is the moon, and so maybe icons are actually just pillars to connect all the millions of people that would otherwise have no interaction with each other. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Like a like a common thread. Yeah, exactly. It, it reminds me of archetypes or, or mythology or something. Um, which yeah. again, I just think we all embody these things. I'm, I'm like interested in discovering the icon within, you know, which I guess is like a topic around self-worth and how do you like worship yourself and love yourself in the way that you would look up to somebody else and still appreciate someone's art um, without putting them on a pedestal, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. I find it's like maybe divisive, actually. And I'm talking about religious and pop culture um, and, and acts, you know, acts of horrific things that are iconic. And, and people do them for a variety of reasons, you know? It's not just a being, but it's also. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole, that's like a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> Wait, Jen, did you, are you going to tell us anything about, about the, the movie that you're making? Um, not much. I mean, there was a little announcement in Variety yesterday just explaining that we are um, following up our, our Mary Pickford uh, journey and project with a, a, a hybrid documentary called Humanizing the Icon, which is going to involve uh, 
a narrative and documentary footage and it's this sort of like breaking the wall time collapsing uh exploration that is is pretty fun um yeah so yeah i i've been obsessed with this like topic of how we curate our identity how we how we co-create our reality um since i was a kid you know from like the scientific plane to the spiritual to the artistic it's just uh it fascinates it like fascinates me but i i love your perspective is so interesting too really how, yeah like icons as pillars you know or just yeah. the way that you go from seeing someone as iconic and then the moment they become human in your eyes it's like that that click that happens yeah and then you think of somebody like or jesus christ you know and he he's such an icon for so many millions of people and there's just like there's almost like a light energy around like his very name if you spell it out your fingers are almost like careful but perhaps it's if you believe in energy i believe so much in energy that um it may not necessarily be about like him as an entity or as a human but the fact that so many millions of human beings have like such a tethered uh, energy string to that concept. And like you, you sent us this mass um, meditation the other night. Okay, right? You sent me a link to do this mass meditation and a bunch of people did it, hundreds of thousands of people throughout the world. And the very next day, is it called the senograph? The something that shows the energy waves of, mm -hmm. of Earth? So there was like, mathematical da data like evidence to suggest that that meditation actually affected the energy waves in earth's core so if you if you just think about that from a simple level all the people in the world their energy their construct their passion for jesus christ that connects all of us on such an energetic level so yeah in fact he is whether he is anything he's the pillar to all of these people right so what i'm obsessed with is what is that trait what is it that he he represents right yeah i think it's, it's we only can see what we also what we reflect so we have within us what he has like what we're drawn to right right so in this age of social media likes and self-exploitation in so many ways are we able to sort of with this type of conversation create a new paradigm where it is about going within as much if not more than going without to find exactly what it is you're idolizing you know yeah yeah no, that's we are in an age where that's becoming more um realized let's just say you know yeah definitely and i think what you're doing because you're kind of pioneering this entire thing and i was going to ask you what was the impetus for you like what made you start this entire exploration but you, you said it from from your childhood but i still want to know yeah um, but i think what you're doing is perhaps cracking that code or, or like beginning the process of it because without a social construct for something we don't see it so i remember in college i learned something like um people in alaska have five words for snow but we we only have two so when i look at snow i only see one of two things but they actually see five so mm -hmm. if you have a word if, you, if there's a social construct for something you then are capable of seeing it or identifying it and so what 
Jesus Christ represents, I think is something so wildly universal that most people, regardless of language barriers, it's such an innate human um, social construct, like goodness, forgiveness, love. But what you're doing, I think, is like taking that Rubik's Cube and, and perhaps creating a social construct that will help us actually create a new way, a new angle in to see it. Yeah, I would, yes. <laughs> yes, I think that's the silver lining in all of this is, um, is that sort of humanizing component where the, the field becomes level that there isn't anyone that is above anyone else. That doesn't diminish the important role of leadership, but I find that real leaders have a lot of humility, you know? I mean, my preferred leader, I'm not saying that all leaders have humility, but I think like the sort of truest ones because they're not locked into a perspective. Right. They're actually a holistic sort of, they have a holistic lens and um, that makes them really powerful, you know, because we are all uh, human after all, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I think right now is really the time for this whole shift. I think it's happening. Like that's what, I think that's what's happening um, on a global level is like all the constructs that we have created for ourselves for so long are sort of being torn down and we're having to rebuild and and uh redefine what is important in life and it's kind of what you're talking about it's really interesting i mean um scott at one point showed me a i can't even try and quote this but there's a part in the the bible where the where uh no i'm not going to try but like you know with um what's happening now they we took away sports, we took away entertainment, we took away all these things that were so iconic to us, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and now the things that are becoming most important are our, our families, our friends, our, the closest people, the art we're creating within the confines are of our four walls. It, it doesn't, there's no concerts to go to right now. It doesn't matter how many people came to uh, my last show because we don't have a show now. And so yeah. it's, it's really just, it's kind of doing what you're saying. It's kind of putting everyone on even ground. Mm -hmm. Taking away all that hierarchy that existed even just two months ago. Exactly. And I was talking to, I was watching a talk that my friend was giving, um, who's the founder of an organization called Artolution. And I actually shot a pilot for a doc series where we're developing about his work. Um, but he works in refugee camps and with indigenous communities and, and poor communities all over the world, telling their stories and metabolizing their traumas in these magical yeah. yeah. girls. Um, and he was talking about how these communities are isolated and on lockdown all the time, constantly, 100% of the time, yeah. in refugee camps and so on and so forth. And so this is, this is for us a way to come down to earth. You know, there's people that are living like this all the time and they're not waiting in lines at fancy Trader Joe's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's really true. Um, now, Jen, I don't really know how Zoom works, but I, <laughs> sorry, I'm putting on music. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me?
Oh, thanks, guys. Um, yeah, we're still on Zoom. If anybody wants to come to Zoom. Um, now, Jen, that, as it turns out, that was a delivery. But um, what I, I see that he's drawing probably the coolest thing I've ever seen. Are we going to show him or not yet? No, not yet. Okay. Maybe never. I don't know. Maybe never. Oh, that's tragic. It's so cool. Oh, show the piece of art or show him? Oh, the piece of art. Oh, yeah. I don't know when he's going to complete it. Okay. It's so cool. But we'll definitely post it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. This is uh, our conversation in his channeling. Like, it's pretty, wow. That's crazy. It's so cool. It's so cool. It's amazing. Um, so I guess we've, you know, we've touched on a lot. Um, what are you looking forward to in this period? Like, do you feel like you've just scratched the surface of you know, how deep you want to go into your creativity, your connection to that source that you were talking about, um, and just being playful and, and sort of minimizing the excess yeah. of your life. Like, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, th there's a part of me that's like hoping that I get at least another month of this. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, I definitely think I've scratched the surface, but I also think that the effects of even the last month will be like life-changing in a lot of ways for me. Um, but I, what I want to figure out how to do is um, how to basically continue connecting without connecting. Mm -hmm. So... You mean without but, physically connecting or? Yeah, without physically connecting. Um, also, you know what else? Okay, this whole thing I think is doing is it's empowering artists and, and non-artists or people that don't identify as artists um, because there's so many things that we used to think we needed other people for and it's teaching you that you don't necessarily. And so I'm um, finally spending the time learning my camera and learning mm -hmm. properly how to edit and learning properly, like stuff that I normally just would wing. I'm like, oh, no, it's cool. Like somebody else will help me or fix this. And Zoom. <laughs> learning for, Zoom. <laughs> for instance, Zoom. Uh, yeah. And so I think we're going to come out of this a lot more empowered and a lot more evolved. And also, to be honest, a lot less materialistic. I think what most of us are learning are that so many of the things that we thought we needed, we don't because mm -hmm. we're, still, we're still alive. <laughs> like it doesn't, my nails actually, as it turns out, they're, I'm such a better guitar player without them. Like, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's just so awesome and so refreshing. And that said, I am coming from a vantage point where like, I really love where I live. I love my boyfriend. We're in such a good space together and I love my art, but I have a lot of friends and family right now who aren't in that position. Mm -hmm. you know, like they're, they're single and they're lonely and they're missing somebody else or, um, and that is a different experience. Or they're sick. I mean, there's people. I mean, yeah. Or they're sick or they're really, really strapped for cash. Yeah. And it's scary as hell, but the, but the reality is that like most of us will live through this and will come out of it stronger. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think anybody will come out of this weaker than they were before. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really trying. I think it's testing a lot of people's 
um, so many things. It's really asking you, where does your happiness come from? Where did you get it from? Mm -hmm. Because if it doesn't come from like somewhere in you, that's a fundamental problem, but that is what this whole thing is highlighting. And I, even I talked to my mom, my mom and dad are really good examples of like opposite ends of the spectrum. My dad is like, he is like me. He's relishing every moment of this. He's like learning all these new <laughs> skills and arts. He's like just enjoying uh, $2 bottles of wine. Like it's just the best time ever. And my mom is bored, just like plainly put, she's bored. And I think after the next couple of weeks, she's really going to have to discover a new hobby or like a new passion. That's not something that she gained from the outside world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. absolutely. So maybe the true icon is happiness. Oh my God. It's all happiness. And imagine if we made happiness, our own personal happiness, the icon. And that's what we're seeking. Dude, that would be so valuable. I mean, that's so... That's the crutch of our existence as human beings, in my opinion, is, is like unhappiness, which is often rooted in insecurity or feelings of inferiority. I mean, like, no war was ever started by somebody who was confident and happy with themselves. Mm -hmm. Like, no, no fight, no lie, no um, theft was ever basically done by somebody who was, like, happy. Mm -hmm. and, and I think the massive, the massive miss conception that we have is that the people that we deem icons are happy it's the halo effect which is like you see somebody who's um beautiful and so you also think they're nice because they have all these good things so they must then be smart and they must then be nice mm -hmm. and they must then be artistic and like of course it's flabbergasting when like that beautiful girl on instagram you meet them in real life and you're like oh such a different uh this is very different for me and so yeah, I think as I think that's the most important thing. What you just said is happiness, making happiness and self fulfillment and like magic, personal magic, the icon. Absolutely, and then maybe we wouldn't have to idolize. We could just appreciate. Because if you're yeah. truly, truly happy on the inside, maybe you don't actually have to idolize something outside. You can just understand that someone's gifted or has a craft or mm -hmm. whatever um yeah this is super cool so where can we like hear your music well right now i have a couple of songs out on spotify under charlie taylor um and i'm i'm gonna release another ep as soon as probably in the next couple of months called sad barbie and Ooh. it's cool Barbie's it's iconic <laughs> barbie is so iconic yeah. um, and so yeah i wrote most of those songs during a time in my life when I was living in this really toxic, materialistic chapter. Um, uh, so many, basically, like, so many poisonous things were part of my regular everyday life. And I was sort of living this, like, plastic, uh, God, si simulation of life. And so I wrote all these songs during that time. And I, I haven't released them because I don't really identify with them anymore. Like, that's not who I am. But they're, I also think it's my job to release them because i know there's a lot of girls still living that same life that those songs might do something for them so yeah. scott is helping me we're we're making all the visuals during this time mm. like so for sad barbie it's really cool i have these plastic arms and i hold them and so my arms look like really creepy and long and so i have like 
part real and part prosthetics and plastics and stuff. And so we're going out into the fields and stuff and like making creepy visuals. The way of the future. <laughs> yes. Smart human. Yeah, my producer, one of my partners um, in Toronto did a really cool Barbie also kind of installation situation. I have to find those images for you. Barbie is so iconic. She's like Jesus. You really <laughs> like we need to put them together and really look into this. <laughs> it's actually true. Like, yeah, it's yeah, it is. That's cool. Yeah, I'm so into it. Um, all right, cool. Well, I feel good. This was like a great sort of afternoon break. And I'm super grateful. And what is Chelio doing? He's, oh, wow. I don't know. I wish that people could see. Can people see? How does this work? What got, can you see of my house? Um, Jen, thanks for putting this all together. And thanks for just keeping, like, all your art is always so in, inspirational to me because it's, your art to me is always rooted in a place of just honesty and, and just raw, organic you. It's so you. Like, you've cracked that whole code, I believe, of giving a shit what other people think. <laughs> I really think like, if there's anyone that's genuinely doing life for themselves, it's you. And it's really cool. And there should be more people like you. And, um... I remember being really intimidated to meet you because Scott told me all about the movie that you guys had made and how like abstract and interesting you are as an artist. And uh, so it's been, it's been really cool and thank you for having me. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely am in a, on a journey for me, but I feel it's really a, the connective tissue as well of our like truest community, you know? How do we... Yeah become authentic our more authentic selves and we can lead by example by sticking to our vision as artists you know yeah i think the more we do that the more people we actually communicate with that's true oh and jen let me tell you one last thing and i mean we're kindred spirits in that way i saw you perform yes i think well, you're pretty real <laughs> thank you well, that, okay, that's what I was going to say. Now, listen, I'm going to tell you one last theory, and probably your takeaway is going to be that I smoke marijuana for breakfast, and that's not true. So, okay, so I will tell you what I do for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I believe a lot in electromagnetic therapy, like they, they've been able to measure the waves of different cells. So certain viruses and bacteria literally have like a numerical value in mm -hmm. terms of their their electromagnetic field. Like quantum phys this is like quantum. Yes. So yeah, they've been able to measure and they, they, it's really interesting. So what I believe is that we all are, are vibrating at a certain vibration. Like there's an actual number associated Frequency. with it. I believe. Yes. Yeah. And I, I don't think we have a way to, to um, measure that yet, but one day I think that we will. Now what I think soulmates are, are, are when somebody else is vibrating at pretty much the exact same number. And I really believe that you can see someone from across the room and you feel there. And I felt that with you was like, we kind of, and, and in the same way, like you can sometimes be around someone who lowers your vibration because like they're, they're operating at a lower uh, frequency or, or a higher frequency. And like certain people kind of raise you up. And I also think 
to further that theory, <laughs> you can walk into a room and be like, oh, this isn't my vibe. And I think what that is, is like the general average of the vibrations are not, they, like, they're not copacetic with yours. And so you're just like kind of off balance. Yeah, they are measuring voltages of energetic fields, actually. Like, there's a lot going on we can talk about. I'm, yes, we're very aligned, <laughs> sister. <laughs> um, this is super fun. Maybe yeah. we can channel this into a song, and I can put some, like, visual art to it, and we'll yeah. Oh, there's Chelio. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Are you going to show us the, the drawing? Second time. Okay, I'm here. Okay. Very, uh, uh, um, I say thank you. It's very uh, nice today. And my friends say thank you. We have all wow. my persons is coming, is becoming. You gotta post that. Yes, this is. Uh, I try to uh, what you say. Uh, I hunt energy today. I hunt today energy and becoming channelized or direct on the paper. I can't think in nothing about this, but I feel um, a very good energy. This is one mind, I read now, this is one mind is burn something, mm -hmm. but burn something with the light and transfer the energy. And then we're talking about Jesus, I think so. Yeah, and Jesus. And then is all Jesus look for us and then is uh, uh, becoming a labyrinth, but and then uh, maybe uh, maybe something to take freedom and this is a very good freedom and put energy for everybody. Oh, that's beautiful. I mean, I think that this is a good point that you make, Chelio, like within the, the restrictions of this um, stay-at-home order, we can really find a lot of liberation you know, within ourselves, because we don't have to run around. And I think this is like a beautiful time to do that. Because as Charlie talks about, we're then raising the frequency of our vibration. And if we're doing that, we're actually healing to everyone and everything. And that's how we can hold space for those really, really in the front line and really in the thick of it, and not feel guilty about our creativity and our, um, our joy because they need it too you know they need it wow. too well wow. we need courage and fighting for mm -hmm. a, a beautiful better world yes I try to right. do the best. <laughs> then thank you everybody for i can respond everybody because i i focus in, <laughs> uh, i'm inside in my labyrinth Aww. but now i say thank you everybody and watch this beautiful uh talking show talking uh, show 
Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Your art is so beautiful. I want to post a photo of it, if that's Yeah, right. send it to us so we can share. And thank you, everyone that joined on Facebook. <laughs> Sorry who had to see me the whole time. Um, and everyone on Zoom, this was really, really, really cool. Really cool. I love you, you, Charlie. I love you, Chelio. I love you, community. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.